up, people? It's your boy, KJ Slow Jammin' James, and you're tuning in to another Kicking It With KJ production coming live from KJ Studios. So sit back, relax, open your mind, and whether you like it, love it, or hate it, when you kick it with KJ, you get 100% authenticity. So let's go. house dj kev dj kev huh what'd you think <laughs> that was nice bro yeah yeah man, i like it i like it man i, like I it. appreciate that so we go back from the time that i got to las vegas yep same squadron yep right but the amazing amazing part is is that like we were talking about earlier how i didn't necessarily really appreciate the talents <laughs> people see the end product man they don't see the they don't see the surgery. No, they don't. They don't. So before we get started, good evening, folks. We are doing a test run. First time trying to get some video with yeah. the podcast. Special guests. I will let you introduce yourself and tell everybody um, about yourself. All right. Well, my name is uh, Mark Darnell. I'm a videographer, photographer, and uh, graphic designer right now working at Nellis. Air Force Base, but, you know, li- love to do my own thing on the side, whether someone needs, like, a video logo intro, um, you know, someone's getting married, they're retiring, um, they're about to have a baby, get engaged, whatever. I want to be that person that you call to, um, you know, no matter time, place, you know, I want to be there, have everything set up to make your, you know, your shots look as beautiful as they can. And I like to uh, deliver also same-day service of not – next day service like FedEx. So, uh, you know, you can, you know, you can share all your, your videos and your photos with your uh, friends as soon as possible. So, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. Um, you know, I have a wife and my anniversary is actually coming up, uh, this Thursday. Um, we're going to go to tool, uh, tool Hill Springs, um, where the, you know, where the, uh, animals and it's a very historical place. So I got two kids, one is uh, out of uh, high school. The other one's still in school. But um, you know, it's been a lovely ride here in Vegas. And uh, I'm gonna tell I, I'm gonna tell y'all how I met Kevin before I even knew the guy's name. Um, I picked him up from his house uh, to take him to the airport because he needed a ride. <laughs> the person I used to work <laughs> with, Aaron, she was she was his next door neighbor, and she's the one who um, you know. Who told me, can you, can you take uh, Kevin to the airport? And I said, all right, cool. So that was our first encounter. Wow. You know what? You're right. Yep. And so I think what's important, too, before we go forward is, if you guys didn't know, I get a lot of compliments. Oh, yeah, the logo. On the logo. Right. And you happen to be the man who designed it. Yep. Um, I like to keep things in the closet a little bit. You know, <laughs> I don't really tell I don't tell a lot of people what I do. Um, I'm more of a show than a tell kind of person. So, you know, but I really appreciate it. Um, You know, he knew exactly what he wanted. At first, I'm like, I don't know if we can do those colors, but, you know, it did turn out. It turned out pretty good, man. I saw it on your on your car, um, you know, and the logo and everything, the video intro and everything. So I think it fits. I think it fits you pretty good. Dude, there's so many, uh, like, thanks that come from everybody. You know what I mean? This is... This has been a, a unique journey and, you know, we will keep our, uh, uh, what do we call it? Offline conversation out of this podcast. Cause we were talking, 
a lot of stuff that was on my mind. Yeah. And you were giving me the guidance. But uh, so where are you from originally? Because I know you have a story. Yeah. Oh, man. Are you allowed to talk about that? Uh, You talking about like where I'm from and how I got here? Yeah. Like, or, okay. you know, we don't need to talk about the, uh, you know, weren't you half asleep or anything like that type stories? Like you had a life before you turned to God is what I'm saying. Is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so I was born in Kansas, Wichita. Um, my mom had me at a very, very young age. And, you know, she had kind of ran away because my granddad did not approve of, you know, what was going on. So she left. Um, but he did get to see me, you know, born. And, you know, she was in high school still. So she was moving from place to place, from state to state. So, you know. I was raised um, in Ohio, Texas, Oklahoma, you know, um, went to three different high schools, went to three different middle schools, went to three different elementary schools. I was moving a whole lot. And when I graduated high school, I told myself, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to stay. So my graduation ticket was a was a bus ticket to Vegas. Okay, okay. Um, I came here, stayed with my uncle. And when I first got here, you know, I wasn't the most respectful person. Okay. Was not respectful. I was, I never had a really, um, like a consistent male role model, like right. my uncle was. I wasn't used to it. So I treated him like dirt and it didn't go out. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't go for me, uh, go well for me. So, you know, I kind of did some things that kind of turned him away and that's why I knew I needed to change, you know, like. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you, I don't know if you remember. Uh, so when we were driving around, uh, trying to make the ground zero. Yeah, and you had shared that with me. Yep. It, it, I don't know if you saw my nonverbals. It was kind of like the that, huh? Yeah, because you're such a kind, honest, giving person. Yeah, like like legitimately, like really, really, really. Um, it's hard to get on your calendar. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not on purpose uh i just get so focused on something when i'm learning something or doing something that i don't want anything else to get in the way and sometimes it's to my detriment but that's the way i can be sometimes like when i'm really trying to learn something i completely shut everything away until i get it so i can move on i think that's good though i think it's just taboo yeah. To what today's society, like, you know, you'll know, you, I'll be the first to admit I'm kind of the polar opposite. You know what I mean? Like my wife says I'm on social media too much. I agree. Um, my wife says I don't slow down enough. You know, I agree. My wife says I try to do too much for too many people. I do too. Right. Yeah. And I agree. And it's unfortunate, you know, it was weird. I was having a conversation, um, on Facebook mm -hmm. of all places with, um, with another chief and it, it, it threw me off. So you can understand this language because you are in the military environment, right? And in in something I always noticed wasn't in an imagination, right? Something I always noticed, like someone at a squadron level could say something, right? Right. And usually, you know, it could be something. So, you know, this one was as simple as like, you know, be careful how you treat people because one day you may need something from them. Right. 
And I always laughed because you could have the average leader down at the squadron say it, and it's like crickets in the background. Mm-hmm. But you have someone who's sitting in this higher level position, they say it, and you would have thought the Messiah came down and Moses oh, yeah. parted the Red Sea. And and I and I I actually was like, I don't subscribe to that. I'm a firm believer that there's just people who serve and give because that's who they are. And even in, in the thing that threw me off was I'm like, you're a chief like I am. We have people talk bad about us all the time, but we still do for them because it's the right thing to do. Like if I have yeah. an airman or if I have someone in the community who treats me like trash and it's not necessarily malicious attacks, but sometimes they are right. I still have an obligation if I'm the chief to do for them. Now I may not get, you know what I mean? I'm not burn a whole bunch of, you know, uh, I used to call them blue chips. I may not burn a lot of favors, mm-hmm. but most times I have because yeah. it's the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Integrity. Right. Oh yeah. And so it just blows my mind that, you know, I see these, these quotes that I'm like, ah, here we go. Another cookie cutter, you know, you know, vomit of what I call faulty logic or a fallacy. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I think, there's way too many cliches and there's way too many just almost automatic responses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how when someone walks into a room and you know, Hey man, how you doing? Almost automatically people say, I'm doing okay. Right. When there could be a great chance that something major just happened in your life and you're not doing okay. True. It's just that we don't want people poking around Yeah. in our business um, because we don't trust them like that. It's right. just, it's, it, it all depends on, I think on, um, on who you're asking. And I think it's complex. So I'm not, I'm not, um, it's weird. I, I can't say a hundred percent to disagree with them. I understand conceptually what they're saying. Yeah. Right. Um, it's kind of like pizza is good, but ain't all pizza is good. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so if you start splitting hairs and stuff like that, you can pick at it. Um, but I was, I was having a lot of conversations about, you know, like, did you watch social dilemma? I had written some, um, some stuff on social dilemma and it came out on Netflix and it talked about how there's these people behind like the Google engines Mm -hmm. and the algorithms and Facebooks that, that keep wanting to pull you because they make money. The more you stay on social media, the more money they make. Absolutely. And I remember having a conversation and I wrote about it. And I was at one of those uh, senior leader lunches where you're allowed to speak your mind, you know, yeah. right. And, you know, and then, and, and so I remember talking about, and this was a while back, like maybe two years. And I remember that it was the dialogue of like, yeah, we got to look at these DUIs and drug use and the old typical Jurassic Park, you know, like, I'm like, you know, addictions have shifted, right. And we're talking about culture of uh, suicides and stuff like that. And, and I bring that up because it puts us in this weird paradox because I rely heavily on social media to get the message out. Yeah. Yeah. Social dilemma is about going away from social media, um, or, um, using social media for good purposes. Yes. Right. And I remember saying we're in a culture of suicide. When are we going to look at addictions with social media and the esteem issues that come with certain you know, look at, look at recently we had, uh, that one, uh, staff sergeant who trolled the chief master in the air force. And I'm sure that 
that you you should be aware of that because it just happened. And or you were around when we had our own little social media uh, oh, yeah. situation. And watch how many of these 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 airmen who are your wingmen just thrash you on social media. I mean, they just they they dog you based on what your career field is. They talk smack about, you know, and so I, I laugh because the the inappropriate use of social media to me, in my opinion, is because we selectively enforced or we didn't really, you know, condition our folks to say this is what is the expectation yeah. of using social media. Um, and, and you don't even got to be in the military. It's, um, I know where you're going. Um, the thing is with social media and, you know, I've read a whole lot about this, um, a lot of documentaries, a lot of research, a lot of audio books. The thing about social media, I hope I have time. Do I have time to? You got all kinds let, of time. Text, let you know about this. Hey, th- hey, this is our, this is my studio. Okay. So I'm not like on the clock like I was before. Okay. We Let's can, gonna, we can, can I, talk until the battery runs out. All right. <laughs> let me, let me just text my wife real quick before I go because she has been trying to let me, she's trying to get a hold of me. I got to let her know I'm here. Cause if not, then she, I'm going to go, she's going to gonna go crazy. Well, this could be uh, a good time for our unsponsored sponsor. <laughs> Lee Croy, sparkling water. Um, not a post Malone version, but Lee Croy. Okay. All right. Now what I'm about to say is very, very important. All right. Uh, for y'all don't know. And if you don't know what a think tank is, um, think tank is a small group of elites that get together. Um, and all of them are elite at something. One of them may be elite at marketing. One person may be elite at speaking. One person could be good at research. And the other person may be good at finance. Human human psychology. Psychology. Um, all of them have know something about um, psychology. And with these ads, with social media, a lot of it with video games, with um, all these streaming things, everything is about an instant society. It's an instant society. It's not like... Um, now you can gather your thoughts and you can formulate something to say and it'll make sense. Right. Well, with social media, you don't have a lot of time to reflect or use any kind of hindsight because they want you to respond right then and there. And a lot of times when you respond instantly, you respond incorrectly unless you're a person that's trained right. to answer things quickly, like a, um, extemporaneous speaker, someone right. who, who is trained. They've mastered it. They've mastered that. Most people are not even novices. They're nothing. Got it. When it comes to stuff like that. And these people in this think tank, they are, they, they're experts at knowing what's in our psyche, not knowing like what's in our heads, but they know what drives, um, you know, gratification and it's instant. Right. Um, it's instant gratification. Well, they, you know, there was a thing that said like sex and violence sells, right? Oh yeah, and absolutely. I, and I used to wonder after I saw that, if social media, let's say just a Facebook, like I started noticing that I felt like I was getting this, I was getting more exposure to things that were polar opposite of what I believe in or thought. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect and, sense. And I wonder if it was being fed to me. It's possible. I don't know. You know it's what an I mean? agenda out there. Well, they talk about algorithms. Yes. Right. 
Yes, um, but it's always going to be it's all the other algorithm. No matter how you, you know, splice it, dice it, it's all designed um, around money. Yeah, it's, it's always it's always designed about uh, revenue. A lot of these companies sell out. Um, you know, when you're searching right. for something, let's say you're searching for, I don't know, some tools. Um, you know, at you know Home Depot or Lowe's mm-hmm. or whatever. And let's say you go to a, uh, you go to Ross.com or Walmart.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows up on your Facebook. Shows up. The I mentions. Saw that. I and saw that's the, how. The GMC Hummer showed up on mine after I was uh, waiting for the for countdown. I, I was waiting for the countdown of the release. Yeah. And I was very, uh, I was kind of disappointed what the shadow looked like versus what it really looked like. Yeah. Um, and then the price tag definitely disappointed me. But, you know, it was always weird because I wondered about the algorithms because, um, you know, you've known me since I've been in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I consider you like a brother, even though I don't see you all the time. Right. And like I said, you're busy. Right. And then COVID didn't help. No. Um, and and this is the truth, guys. I used to work right down the hall from him and it was <laughs> so hard. And he would come to see me and sometimes I'd be putting out a fire. Uh, it was always some fires. But. I was telling you earlier and I want to, and, and I talked to you, I said, this week's thing that's been bouncing around my head is reciprocity. And, um, and we were talking about when you try to build a brand, you know, you've been trying to build a brand longer than I have. Yes. And I think, um, I don't know if I gave you my best, but I know I tried. I made an effort. You know, yeah, you did. To, to always help. Um, and I, and I still think me and you have bigger plans down the road somewhere. And if you believe, like I do, that God puts us wherever we're supposed to be, then it's going to happen. Because here you are still in the studio, yeah. right? In a studio that came from, I don't know, what I thought was a big letdown, a big broken promise. Um, but there's still goodness to it, right? And, and my friend Mark would say, Kev, just look at the positives that are the outcomes of a situation. But I talk about reciprocity because you've been trying to build a brand longer than I have. And I'm trying to build this brand and I didn't even expect it to be a brand. Even when I came and said, Hey Mark, I need a logo. Yeah. That might've thrown you off. You're like, what are you talking about, dude? You know what I mean? And then we, and we got into like, I don't need to do this. Like my, I am very well off just based on my air force retirement. And I have a job now. Yeah. I mean, but, I wanted to do something good and want to do positive. And I've felt, I have felt disappointed in the, the circle of people that I expected to, that I, I did, I expected some support and support don't necessarily, cause there's no buying, right? I'm not asking, I'm not selling anything as right. far as uh, maybe I'm selling like perspective, right? But I'm not, nothing requires a cash transaction out of someone's hand. No. And if you give, um, yeah, I don't know. I, so the reciprocity thing has been weighing heavy onto me because it's, it's, I'm already shifting in a, t- in a, in a time of a, a pandemic. I'm leaving a 28 year career and I, and I, and I question now, right. Um, the, the genuineness and authenticity of, of my circle, and I, I try, I'm not trying to offend nobody because I feel like data says it all. I, I, and we, so this ties into the algorithms. 
Like I can go onto social media and see the friends that I that will tell me that they're here there for me when I have face to face time with them. But then I can go and see who they really who they constantly gravitate to yeah. on social media. I mean yeah. it's right in your face. Right? I'm like, okay, so oh you you're big time hype about this, but I'm trying to grow something and I don't even get like a text or a feed or something that says feedback, you know, they get, it says, Hey, go this way. And I'm curious, did you ever struggle with that? If you did, did you just say, um, let it go? Or I what, mean, what advice would you give from your experiences or what, you know, you know where I'm going with this. I question. see where I know where you're going with it. Um, only, only advice I would say is just keep going. Yeah, I wouldn't I give too much energy to it because you're spending time wondering why, you know, when people say they're going to be there for me and they're not, um, instead of focusing on the people who are there and they're going to remain. Yeah. And um, I- but this is what will happen. It's very funny that when you do start really making it and you start getting a whole lot of views, it's going to be crazy how many people that you didn't even know was watching your stuff are going to want to be with you. Yeah, and I wondered that. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, Draymond Green, he, you know, plays for the Warriors. He said something that was just so true, and I've been borrowing it, borrowing it ever since. Oh, I want to I wanna see if I can borrow it, too, from you. He said that um, everybody uh, wants you to do well, but there's going to be a whole lot of people that don't want you to do better than them. Yeah, that's pretty true. I got one for me. I'm going to take, so can I take that? Or is that? Oh, yeah. It's, that's not mine. Right. It's Draymond's. He well, probably I, got it from someone. Well, the Warriors are kind of like a nobody this year. So I'm going to take it. Okay. <laughs> Just, so I had a discussion with my boss um, and I was, I was asking, you know, so I'm not so naive to just say, oh, this is what it is. Kevin James thinks he knows it all. Cause you know, I think it, I'm a chief, right? And I'm, I'm in an identity crisis with that cause I'm trying to let that go. Yeah. And I believe that I'm not the chief no more, but I'm still expected to be chiefly. Okay. I'm not supposed to, you know, go from chiefly to having dreads and thinking I'm in New Jack City, even though I had a good time for my 22 hours and a uh, tie from Stunners was awesome, right, doing it. But I was talking to him about it because I wanted perspective. Yeah. And I realized, and he shared a story with me, and you can take this one, because I didn't realize how powerful it was. Whenever I would do something for someone and they would say, hey, thanks, what do you think I would say? Um, I know it's loaded. Huh? You're like, oh, what are you getting with? Well, a lot of times, you know, no problem. Boom. You know, it's would, like, no, it's yeah, no, no sweat, problem. Yeah. No problem. No sweat. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't say that. At least I shouldn't say that because it is a problem. I did a lot for folks while my wife was pregnant, leaving my kids behind. And oh, by the way, I spent many years deployed overseas away from my family. And I'm not saying it just how, that's how much I give. I, I believe in giving to the folks. If they ask for it and I can do it, I'll be there. Right. The right thing to say is, and this blew my mind. I know you'd do it for me. I've said that before, but that, I didn't say it out of a uh, habit. It's no, I don't habit. either. It's habit for me to say no problem. Yeah. But it, but when you say that, I, 
it almost makes it feel like, yeah, wasn't an issue, no biggie. Because, but when I need you and there's no reciprocity, you can't reciprocate, it becomes a problem. Because I can't help but think, wow, so was this, this relationship, this, this, um, this charge we took, was it, was it just a one-way street? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm lost in that world because I think sometimes I just assume they will. Um, and this is no low blows. This is just what I'm dealing with. And, and I, I've, I, I wrote a couple podcasts just about my PTSD. And that's the thing. The other part, too, is people say they understand it. You know, but I think I think many people have it. Many people have it in different ways. And that makes it even more hard to navigate and understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine was, comes from a place of conflict and dealing with death. You know, I mean, I was, a, a, you know, coming from a world of being a combatant. You know what I mean? It's not like maybe someone who has it from abandonment issues. Right. You know what I mean? Or right. not someone who was was beat you know, was abused by a spouse or a domestic violence situation. You know, there's, I think we all have, tr- you know, PTSD from different circumstances. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if you love me and understand me, then you understand it comes from a place of, of where I came from and got it. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And, and that's why when I talked about it, it, it talks about what often heals me is what wounds me. Because serving makes me feel better, but when you serve and give, I don't do it because I want something in return, but I absolutely want your support when I need it. And that's the fundamental difference. And, and so it's, it's, you know, we were talking earlier about reciprocity. And um, and as I, you know, I'm what on day, what am I on day 27 of being a retiree? 20, oh, wow. tw- I didn't know it was almost been a month. Yeah, tw- 2020 has been an interesting year of um, seeing who really has your back and who they do. I I want you to do well, Mm -hmm. but I don't want you to be better than me. And then you got some that are just awesome. And so I don't know. I, 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 you know, truth be told, look at my face. I don't, I don't know. That's the stuff I'm dealing with. And the funny part is we're 26 minutes into it. They probably ain't even listened this far, anyways. Anyways, I mean, it, the same thing is it's, it's, it goes back to the same thing. Like the people who the people who matter are going to be the ones watching, you know. And my wife always makes a great point and said, um, "It doesn't matter if this person supports you, this person doesn't. Um, who are the people in this room right now?" Well, you know that, what I mean? She puts it right. Who are the people in the room? If you had nothing. If you didn't have a dime to your name, who would still be there for right. you? And those people have surfaced, right? They have surfaced. And um, Jackie Cunningham, a lot, she's probably one of my top wingmen in who wore the uniform. Mm. Um, there's many other out there, but she um, she had actually picked up the phone, right? And so this is where we get to shift. She picked up the phone, called me. And she said, in so many ways, I feel you, but this is not the Chief James that people gravitate to. And she goes, you just sound really angry. And I said, yeah, I am. And, and so I made a pivot, and I felt like my niche 
was, and it was right in my face. I was always commended for how I was as a dad. Wearing the hot dog Halloween yeah. costume. Um, and what I pray is, is those that genuinely love and care for me understand the philosophy of the philosophy of if you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Mm. That's pretty, that's pretty deep. You know what I mean? That's pretty deep. And, yeah. and I think that applies to a lot of people, right? Cause I mean, even in relationships, right? If, if you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And I think people always just want that best version of you. Yeah. And they don't understand the fear that people like us, when we come out and we just put ourselves out there. Yeah. Knowing I'm not trying to offend. I can't foot stomp that enough. Right. But it's what I see. And I think there's some truth to it because I can always go and pull up the social medias or I can go pull this up and be like, well, yeah, see, you know, you support this person. I'm trying to come up. What did I not do right? At least tell me that much. But they don't. But I bet you my numbers remembered when there's some heavy ass shit to move. Yeah. Or there's some donations needed. Yeah. Or there's some hookup on the base that's required. They know who Kevin James is then. Yeah. But hey, did you did you did you watch something? Did you provide some feedback? Oh yeah, tell tell me a little more about that. And that's what I struggle with is how do you navigate through that world? And if anyone's got some answers out there, you know my number, you know? Yeah. But anyways, Mark, I, I don't want to be negative. So when I got that phone call from Jackie, I pivoted and we did that little Halloween special. And I sat here, Kata sat there, Jesse, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And I realized after we made that recording, it brought my family together. You saw Jesse started the camera. Yeah. The kids came out and helped me build the studio. And then I watched my dad laugh listening to it. And I don't think any number of views matter except for the one that my dad, who's my best friend, he laughed and he was, and he was proud. And even you came in you're like, man, this is really awesome. This is, I mean, this is, I mean, this is great. You know, uh, I mean, I, only thing I would, only thing I would recommend Am I allowed to say it? Right you can now? say whatever you want, dude. Um, now there was a movie I was watching, and they had these things that were on the wall for the like the sound to make it sound better. I don't know what it is, but oh, some like things. was that? Um, uh, oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite movies. Um, it's hard out here yes. for a pimp. Yes, um, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. I think it was Hustle and Flow. One of my favorite movies. Yet I couldn't remember the title. Hustle yeah. and Flow. Yeah, they put the, they put like the eggshell. Yeah, stuff on. Yeah. So um, the reason why I couldn't, and and believe it or not, the sound is actually pretty good because this thing allows it has a function to minimize background noise. Awesome. So you might not even need it, especially um, for this medium. I'm, I'm not saying you need. No, no, it no, at no. All. I agree. Um, we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're going to try, dude. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to say something else. No, please, please. Because I've talked uh, and you're the guest. Maybe that's why people don't I'm listen. Like, They're like, well, Kevin, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but advice, I mean, advice I always give uh, to people because people do ask me often, like, how'd you get into, you know, photography? How'd you get into this? How'd you get into that? I just never stop learning. Yeah. Never stop learning. Um, whether it is what you learn from people, like you can be the scum of the earth, 
like the worst person in the world, but you will give the best lessons. Yeah, I you agree. always give me the best lessons because you've done the worst. So you can learn from that. Like my uncle, he always hammered down and say, even if the person is uh, hates you, right. even if they may be a racist, even if if they're saying something to you, most of the time they're gonna be telling the truth because they have no reason to lie to you because they don't care about you. Right. So they're gonna probably tell you the truth. You need to listen to that person, even if you don't agree with what they're saying. They may be still be telling the truth. There could be ten percent. They could be. I mean. It don't matter what percentage is, just 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 listen, you know. And you know, uh, there's no part of Jackie that I couldn't marry. Like when you marry someone, yeah, you can't pick and choose. Well, I like this person. I like this part about her, but not the, you gotta love the crust of her. You gotta love everything about her. Yeah, to 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 marry her. It's the same way with friendships. Like you can't pick and choose what you want in my friendship. Like I'm not a half a person. Yeah, and Jackie is awesome. Like, we've only yeah. got to be blessed in her presence, I think, once. 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 Yeah. But I remember it was at the baby shower, correct? Yep. Right? Yep. And um, I like that you talked about love and you found someone you love because that was the first time we really... Yeah. When you when you took uh, pictures at mine and Lynn's wedding. Yeah. But I agree because I, I feel like there's no more pure love in just knowing you have the right soulmate. Right. When you love that crust, as you said, yeah, I love everything about them. I mean, the worst of them and the best of them, like what's your son, you know, I love his eyes, but I don't like his teeth. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Only in, I'm not saying this modern time, but we are, I think so sensitive and was so we protect our feelings and we protect our comfortability right. more than anything else. Take out the comfort, take out the feelings. I'm not saying take out the feelings, but take out the emotion. Take out first. all the emotions. Mm-hmm. And then because all that stuff is selfish and it's all self centered and it's all about you. Yeah. But really, people a lot of times don't care about what you're doing, they just care about what you can do for them, right. how you care for them. If you have something for them, then you know, um, they will cater to you what you're doing more, you know, like if, when I call my friends, they like, Oh, Mark, I see what you're doing on, you know, on Instagram, social media, you're really getting better. But I will never hear that on social media unless I actually call them. Yeah. It's you called, know what I mean? It's called conditional. Whatever like it is. If, if you, well, it's yeah. Don't, relationships should not be conditional. It should be unconditional, right? They talk about love is unconditional. Yeah. Like the, like your love for your wife, mine for my wife is unconditional, right? Like, you know, and there's even times where like she's yelled at me and, you know, in my head, I'm like, I know I'm not wrong about this. Yeah. And I have two ways I can respond. <laughs> in, in this relationship, I choose to respond in a way that is going to make sure the rest of the day is peaceful. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and what Lane always says, you can be happy or you can be right. And usually I choose happy. Yes. Right. And um, I think that's part of unconditional. You know, I, I mean, we're just not young, the young bucks no more. And, and peace is so much better. Oh, yeah. You know, and it lasts longer. And even I used to, re- I reflect like, oh, if I got mad, you know, I just jump in my ride and go out and hang out with the fellas and stuff like that. I think when you really know the person's right, 
You're like, I'm not getting in my car and going nowhere. I'm staying right here. <laughs> Actually, I want to sit here and annoy you. Because <laughs> I, I don't, I have zero desire to get in my car and go anywhere. I don't want to go nowhere. Especially after six. So thank you for coming yeah. and doing this. I don't know if I like boxed you in or or what. I invited one of my other friends and he made a, he had a response. I said, I'll just take that as a never. You're never going to come here. And, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, you mean he just might come for you saying that? No, I think, I think the political climate has showed the lack of maturity in a lot of people, mm. regardless of their status, regardless of their education level. It has shown their authentic self. You know what I mean? It, it showed who true they truly are because I don't, I can't, no, I can't imagine a world because it exists right now where people would want to end friendships and relationships because of a political belief. It, 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 it blows my mind. It shouldn't come to that. Well, you see it all the time, you know, and, and I remember, you know, getting in a conversation with uh, someone. I just reconnected with him. He actually unfriended me and then refriended me later because another friend of mine reached out to him and said, are you, you seriously unfriended, chief, because of this? And I've been unfriended by, by a lot of folks after I retired, a lot of folks that I did a lot of stuff for, right, because they were emotional about the social climate right now. And, and I'm like... I don't know why it, it is what it is, whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's just too many, uh, you know, remember the button, the commercial that was easy, right? I think there's just too many people who they either don't want to, it's just easier to default to, um, an opinion. It's easy to just label people. I'm like, then just don't say nothing. Right. You know, like you have, most of us retire, like if you got nothing nice to say, they don't say nothing at all. Yeah. Right. But then even those folks were being labeled. If you didn't say nothing, you endorsed. Right. It's uh, it's so. I don't know. It's like they try to take away any kind of independent thought. And this is the same way I was saying with um, with social media, like because it's such an instant place instant gratification instant gratification instant like hatred instant it's i don't have time to like you know what i don't i'm not going to respond to this mm -hmm. right now i'm not going to respond once i collected my thoughts and then i'll respond but while you're doing that yeah people are going to say oh i knew it i knew it i knew it oh, and they're yeah. gonna because there's there's the comments where people can put whatever they want and it's and it's um you know it's careless you know, like when you have an when you might have an issue or or a disagreement with someone, there was a time where you couldn't text that person. You yeah. have to actually call them. You could hear their voice, and then you can kind of read how things are going. Well, now them. you can fire someone on Twitter. You can fire someone on the text message. Mm. We don't need your services anymore. At a time you couldn't do that. You have to actually call that person. And say, hey, we need you down to the office. We have, we, we, you know, we need to have a talk yeah. and then you have to go down there because you had no other way to deliver that message. Right. You had to go down there and actually talk to the person and reason things together. But now things are so, you can be so distant. 
Yeah, and I think the funnier part is is when you get that little Facebook thing, what you posted six years ago. Yeah, and, I can't stand that. And you read. I Sometimes I, I like it. Sometimes, you know what? I'll if take it's it back. positive, I Sometimes like it. Sometimes I do like it. There's some <laughs> quotes that I had said, like, wow, <laughs> that was a nice quote. You yeah. know, and someone like, uh, and I repost and say, oh, I remember that quote. That's such an awesome quote. One of the quotes I had posted a long time ago that had said, uh, friends appear as magic, but disappear and there's no tricks. Yeah. That's, that one reminds me of the, oh, we could have did a show just on Your favorite uh, quote or something. different <laughs> phrases. Well, you know, there was a rap song, but it, you know, it bordered talking about um, why do you get more flowers at your funeral mm. than you do when you're alive? And, and they say, because now. regret Regret, regret is a lot more, uh, what it basically was saying regret is, uh, weighs more heavy than appreciation. Mm. Like you don't appreciate people while they're around mm. and then when they're gone, you bring flowers and then you say, you know, then it's supposed to be out of regret or, or paying your dues and stuff like that. And I think, I think there's some, there's some truths to appreciating, um, everyone. Yeah. And, um, that's a, and that's what I think I love about these dialogues is it's captured. And I think when people genuinely like you, like, um, or appreciate you, they understand, they try to understand first. Yeah. Seek first to understand, you know what I mean? And, 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 and you talk about social media, it's just so easy. Like who, who are your real friends anyways? Like, I don't even know in today's world what the truth is. It seems like there's no, like, like it's more the mob mentality. Yes. This, this isn't the truth. Like I could say if 80 of us said that this hat is purple, it's purple. Yeah. And the worst part is if you disagree with them, it's either under front, you're, you're unfriended, you're an idiot. Um, we won't even go into the old, you know, oh, you're a racist. I mean, I've seen that label just thrown everywhere now to where I was like, man, just keep using it because then we won't know what that is anymore. You know, um, and even me, I think, I think I almost slipped into the world of the, you know, the people who retire and then they just let their, their mouth run wild. I'm, I'm almost a little guilty of it, but I don't think I did it in a way that was so just, you know, I think the worst I did was saying, come one November, I'm not calling you sir or ma'am anymore. Mm. And it's not a disrespect. I mean, yeah. it's just, I did my time. I don't fall under your authorities no more. I will respect you as Joe, you know what I mean? Or, or, you know, if you have a nickname, but, uh, and it was, <laughs> but it was weird. Cause I don't know what kind of weird mood I was in, but I, I reflected on it and I was like, that was unnecessary. Like, but then a part of me was so worried about what they would think. See, it's, you know, I was like, I hope they don't think that I'm trying to, to offend them or, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm out now, dog. How you doing, Frank? You know, and they were like a, a colonel or something like that. I wanted to make it clear, like, nope, I absolutely respect you. Yeah. That's why you're on my Facebook. And I think that's the part, too, is what do you use your social media for? Right. You talking about me? What just, any, just in general. You oh, know yeah. Because I mean? like, I mean, you're, not, you're not super active on it. I remember one time you made a post, and it actually sparked some uh, contentious oh, yeah. dialogue. Do you remember oh, that my. one? Yeah, I do. 
I don't remember the subject quite Me either. Quite, but I remember. Didn't you say you ended up just deleting the whole thing? I did. Um, it was about the fire in Australia. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about priorities in life. Priorities, you know, and and how people post all this stuff, and I'm like, I was at a moment, and I was like, you know what? This stuff is just not important. It's not. There's people losing their homes, losing their lives, like all the insects, all the, you know, these animals, you know, all these like species is just, and Australia has some unique street species that's not nowhere right. else, like in the world, you know? Yeah. Well, they, I didn't care about the big giant spiders. They could well, be. yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It's just people taking selfies and like pig, taking pictures of their food. And, um, every time I see someone do that, it's still just, some kind of, you know, it makes me feel some kind of way because I'm like, not everyone can purchase food. You know, not everyone can like, has clean water, can take a clean, you know, a yeah. good shower. I don't take, a, I don't take pictures of those things. Like, oh, like I uh, took a, like my mom, I uh, helped my mom buy a car. <laughs> yeah. You know, I took a picture of her, my mom, but I sent her the picture. Yeah. I didn't post it. It's not their business. Like, that's just me personally. Like, if I bought a new house, I'm not going to post this guy a new house. That's just me personally. Like, yeah. that's an accomplishment for me and my family. But it's not something for me to just post on social media. Now, what I will post on social media, like this thing I just made. Yeah. I will. Once that's done, I will post that. You wouldn't post a picture of you wearing your six-month-old son's bib or in a hot dog costume like me? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, yeah, I would. I would. But we yeah. talked about that, though. I would. You talked about the people struggling right now. Yeah. You know, and I do. I, I, I wonder, because you, you literally just open my eyes to something. Because the way I post would annoy you. It's and then I'm not saying Kevin James annoys you. Yeah. I'm saying the way I, it's fair. It's, it's a fair thing to say the way I post. If it annoys someone that I love, right? How many other people? I mean, how many other people out there are like, I love Kev. I want him to do him well. I want to do well, but I'm taking a break from him. But then I, I want him like you post the same shit as I do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or I'm a victim. Friend. I'm a victim of it also, though. It's, um, you know. So I'm not trying to say I'm a hypocrite, but I'm a victim of the same things. It's just, yeah. it's just certain things. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I do. think, I think it's, it's just certain things. Like there's people that got a really, really small house. But you taking a picture? You taking a yeah. picture of this huge house? When I, well, it's just because of where I'm from. Yeah, I came from a lot of nothing, so I appreciate everything. So that's why I am the, where I am. You know what yeah. I mean? I appreciate so much because I know I had so little, so I'm not going to take yeah. those things for granted. I don't know if you, but you still want to enjoy your life. You still want to do it. I still got to get you over to appreciate when I smoke some food. Yeah, man. I know. I can't go by myself. I got to take you got it. Well, you know, and I think I, I think also I, so remember I, I told you I'd been sick for about a couple of weeks Yeah. and there's nothing worse than getting sick during COVID. It because everyone thinks because, you have, it, even though if you got a cold, well that, or you just your brain, right? Your brain is like, you go from like, and it started the day after heart attack girl. I was so sick with a migraine. I couldn't even drive to the airport. Oh yeah. Pick up Lynn. This is the stuff. Oh, we got to check that out. Is yep. this a, uh, we got to see if I can take this. It's okay. holistic type product for migraines, oh. 
But uh, it works. It works. <laughs> but you know, I had a, a quick like beverage date with a buddy of mine from leadership before going to Gillian. I had to cancel that. And then the next day it was some, you know, it was like, like the day after the migraine and I'm talking about one that was really, really bad. So, you know, you're like drained the next day. Mm. How about this? I didn't go to the gym for over a week and I don't miss the gym for anything. It, it just that. It and was it that came, bad. Yeah. And then I, I started like, uh, like I couldn't hold food down and I was getting headaches and migraine and headache. Then I had a, the, the sharp pain and I knew it was a kidney stone. And then you, uh, you probably, I'll, sh- I'll show you. I saw you the want. photo. You saw the photo? Oh, yeah. The thing was enormous. I thought right? it was a golden nugget. Yeah, it was, it's the biggest one that I passed. And the last one that was bigger had to be surgically removed. Wow. And, and so this is not the time to get ill. You know what I mean? Because it, the, the worst part is, is everyone you were around who now is like, oh, you've been, you know, I'm like, it's not COVID. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm breathing good. No fever, no temperatures. You know what I mean? No weakness. It's and I just wondered it like, I hope heart attack, heart attack grill don't get mad at me, but it, you know, everybody went back to that. They're like, yeah, you know, you went there. And if, and when you get a chance, I'll send it to you the story, the Halloween thing we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I had made a joke that I said, I wonder if we just ate human flesh that was ground up. That's what makes it so special, right? And so that's what I wrote my story about. Um, and I think I got to continue it, though. But, you know, you get afraid of the things you put out there in public. Because I wonder what people used to think about Stephen King when he first started putting his stuff out. And they were like, man, you're you're it's pretty out there. You're dark in there, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But Stephen King had, um, you know, before he made it big, you know, he was sending his uh, his publications he will never catch a break. He was a teacher, you know, and um, he really, it was for his book, Carrie, you know, and uh, he could never get a break. But one day, you know, a publishing company, they saw it and they said, you know, we want to give you a shot. So they, when he went to the principal's office, thought he was in trouble. And it was a publisher and his wife waiting was there for him, say, huh? waiting for him to say, we got it. You know, we're going to take a look at your book. Man. And ever since then, Stephen King, he has so many, you know, his books that turn into turn into movies so many of them you know so when you say Stephen King or authors it just hits me because like a lot of times I know their story yeah and I love Stephen King Stephen King like I still will watch the Twilight Zone yeah. movie yeah that's crazy and I still think of that damn uh that monster outside the window of the airplane oh yeah I don't even want to go there <laughs> well you know it's Halloween they got the scary this- movie marathon on uh on a uh, prime for Amazon, all kind of movies. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, so I, cause you're a spiritual guy. Yeah. So does that mean you don't watch no, that I'll stuff? No, I'll watch it. You will watch it. Oh okay. yeah. I'll watch it. It's just, I won't keep watching and keep watching. Like I'll watch and then, you know, take it off. But you know, when I go to sleep, go to bed, like I always try to have like, you know, real positive, just, you know, just happy thoughts. I, th- I, I can watch a scary movie and still, you know, dream like a baby. So do you believe in like, like, Demons and spirits. Um, and I do believe that there I, is. I used to believe if are. you believe in God, you have to believe yeah. in God. Like oh, yeah. It's, it's like you that can't. stuff is there. Right. And so um, a, a, a peek behind the curtain about me is I always felt like, um, because I also have my Chinese side, astrology, and I always believed I had a very strong, uh, like, angel who looked out for me. Mm-hmm. And I always believed there was another side that, you know, I believe there's always some kind of spiritual 
something, some conflict. There's a battle. But I'll always be that. There's a battle. When you're at your worst, so when I used to work on the uh, PDF line, I sat next to the chaplains. And one happened to specialize in exorcisms. Okay. And he told me, he said, the body becomes possessed, one, when you accept it, and when you're at your lowest in life. Ah. Uh. He said, that's when they prey on you because your spirit, everything about you is just down and you're almost defenseless. And it was weird because when I was sick and I was down, you know, I have PTSD and there's some, there's some things about me you may or may not know and how I think, you know, about life and stuff like that. Um, and it's Halloween. And of course we have kids here. They always think the house is haunted. Yeah. Right. But one of the nights that I was like really bad in London, two separate times, London's little electronic toy just goes off. It literally was like the poltergeist movie by itself, by itself. So I'm laying there and, and you, I get this feeling like I'm not alone. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden the toy goes off the lights and the music and the whole room is lit up, you know, and I, and I tap Lynn. I'm like, I was like, Hey, did you see that? And it's one of those kind of like half roll over asleep. Like, and I'm like, that was bizarre. <laughs> right. And, and so I, f you know, I finally doze off and I woke up to it two hours later doing it again. It's never done it again. It's never done it before. It's never done it after. I don't like stuff like that. And so I'm telling the kids about it, right? And uh, Burton Hughes, you know, you know Burton, right? So yeah. it's funny. We had another dialogue with my son, but uh, we're going to meet with Burton to talk about spirituality for Jesse and uh, uh, Christ, like, you know, being saved and stuff like that. And um, my daughter, right? You know, we got in this big dialogue, me and the kids. So okay. imagine how this went. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, we believe the house is haunted, this and that. And me as a parent, I'm like, hey, listen, there's some things that you need to understand that let's not talk about this like, like it's so okay. Mostly, yeah. And they don't understand it. <laughs> and so Jesse's like, don't you know if you accept it and it comes to the house, it's going to get oh, all yeah, of us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about <laughs> Halloween stuff. You guys ever in the Darnell household have these dialogues or is it just our family's weird? Um. No, my daughter, she does bring up stuff like that when it comes to, um, you know, possession and stuff like that. And sometimes I'll be telling her, you know, a lot of the stuff is in your head. Yeah. And a lot of, and a lot of it also is um, what you surround yourself with. Like, if you're listening to music, that hints that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're hanging around with people that are not, like, have any kind of spiritual ground. And, you know, when this stuff is being brought up a whole lot, like, you... You got to surround your mind um, with things that are way higher and way better. Right. But if you don't have any other, if you don't have any, like, um, foundation, it's very easy for you to succumb to these kind of these kind of conclusions, you right. know. And I say you need to start reading your Bible a whole lot more, and I need to start doing a better job of explaining things to you because right. these things are real. Um, and if you believe in that more than you're trusting God, then there's a problem. I agree. I agree. So we're rolling on 55 minutes, believe it or not. Wow. Can you believe well, that? It's my fault. Sorry. No, no, no. We could go <laughs> all night, but I know you have a wife and family. So what I would yeah. ask is, uh, 
if people wanted to find you, we never talked about Lowly Minds. That's yes. your that's your logo. That's your brand. That's yes. your name. Not just yep. Mark Donnell, but if they wanted to reach out and get your services, um, how would they find you? And if you wanted to leave the audience on one positive note, uh, what would it be? Well, one positive note I can I know I can leave with everyone is whatever your situation is, um, it's going to get better. And whatever storm that you're in, you can definitely um, come out of as long as you have a nice, positive, and strong support system. Um, if you want to find me on social media, everything is Lowly Minds. Um, on Instagram, on my website, and also my Twitter, it's all the same name. So all you got to do is search, you know, just search that, search that in, and then, you know, uh, you'll find me. Um, I got a lot of nice typography and animations coming your way and once they do i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm a post those and please tell me what you think i really appreciate kevin for allowing me on this uh on this awesome podcast it was a i didn't know an hour can go that fast uh but you know there's a lot of things i want to also uh share um that i'm going to be sharing i'm be doing some um tutorials later on down the road some classes on you know how i got started on my journey with um you know, with After Effects, with photography, with uh, graphic design, because I really don't tell my story on how I actually got into that either. Um, it's just something that I decided to do, but I think I need to share that a whole lot more. So hopefully Kevin invites me back so I can, uh, you know, go into more stories with that. Okay. Well, you always have an invite. I even said if you want to come use the studio, come oh, yeah, use you it. Yeah, you did, you did. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it don't cost no money. Right. As right. a matter of fact, I might even smoke for you <laughs> since I got you here. And we're not talking about smoking like some of my other friends out no, there try to get no. me to do that. I'm retired. I don't do yeah. that stuff. I still uh, require a drug-free body. And plus, I like to lift weights. I don't even know if it would it'd benefit me or not. Um, no. But uh, if you haven't checked out Ground Zero, I've shared it. Um, please go to his YouTube. Check it out. It was a two-part video it is probably about almost two hours between yeah. the two yeah. of COVID in Las Vegas. Like the strip was empty. We could park at the airport and walk around and there's nobody out there. Um, like take the time to check this stuff out. When you got time, share it. Right. Um, everybody has a story and it's not just the big guy stories. You sure the hell will share some political stuff. You sure as hell will talk about Kobe Bryant. And that's great. That's great. Keep making the rich richer. But what about the little guys? You know what I mean? It's not always about putting money in your pocket. But it could be about helping everybody put money in everybody's pocket. So thank you for kicking it with KJ. Mark Darnell. Lowly Minds. My bro. Took pictures of my wedding. Love this guy. Hard to get him on here, so I appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Take care. Bye, everybody.